When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey guys, uh, happy Thursday and to all of our great American listeners. It's tough for anything in Canada to make it south of the border, but this podcast truly has you know, tens of thousands of Americans listening to every episode now. That's great. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Try and... Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not even going to tell you guys what to do. You don't give a shit anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, it seems like it, right? Yeah. The CDC, uh, please don't travel. Please don't gather. America, let's book some fucking plane tickets and get together. I know. Yeah, they're over it. To say that, I mean, that's a really nice way to put it or a, a very low-key way to put it, um, but they're over There are some that are not, though. I mean, I talk regularly with people in the States, and, and I get a lot of cat it's fucked like they're just in shock and in awe as much as we are hearing the news so yeah i mean hey happy thanksgiving just be safe um if you are listening from uh, the states or maybe there's some celebrating uh thanksgiving of course here in canada there's no shortage of people doing that too who are americans uh living in canada or living both so yeah happy thanksgiving guys i do a lot of commercials for somewhere in uh El Paso, Texas, and El Paso is one of the hardest hit parts of America. Mm-hmm. And you know, every time I talk to him, I'm like, "So," and he's like, "It's not good, bro. It's not good, not good at all." Major, major cases coming up. It's nuts. Okay, there's a lot of things we want to talk about, uh, but we're going to try and keep this one fairly brief. For those who don't know, we'll do a little inside radio talk because before we do the podcast, we have a radio show to do, and these two days. American Thanksgiving and uh, Black Friday suck in Canadian radio because all of the uh, sources that aggregate together all of the show prep things that you could talk about on your show take U.S. Thanksgiving and Black Friday off. So this is a time when Canadian radio people actually have to be creative. And it turns out many of them are not. So (laughs) you know what, though, that said, a lot of stuff is. A lot of stuff is still going on. There's always there's always stuff happening. I mean, I had so much to talk about in terms of the Grammys and that controversy. Well, the Grammys did it to themselves, though. Like, I mean, I think we can all admit the Grammys are it's like they're trying to make themselves irrelevant. Can you just quickly tell the story of what's going on and who's pissed off? Yeah, sure. So it actually started when the Grammy noms came down the weekend, posted on his Instagram that, that they're corrupt, like straight up calling them out for being corrupt. He was not nominated. So if, if some might suggest, OK, so you're you're sore about it, right? You're being a sore loser about it. Um, he, he says that he wants full transparency. Now we're hearing that the rumor was the weekend was supposed to perform and they had already approached him a while ago. Hey, the Grammys, we want you to be center stage, that kind of thing. So obviously something went down between him pulling out of the Grammy. So that's what happened. He actually told them, guys, I can't perform because I have the Super Bowl. I got the Super Bowl halftime show. I want to focus my energy on that. They both happened, I think, within a week of each other, Scott, or, or around that time. So yeah, it's too much for one person to not... To, I mean, the Super Bowl halftime show is a monster on its own. He can't spend a lot of time on trying to focus on the Grammy. So 
Isn't if, there also an exclusivity contract that when you play the Super Bowl, you can't do any live performances, say, 30 or 60 or 90 it? days in advance or 30, yeah. 60 or 90 days after? Yeah, it's basically, a from what I understand, you're absolutely right. It's a ba basically a contract because they you need to practice and, and they're big shows and you got to practice those shows. So practice can sometimes take like a month before. So I would guess that for at least 30 days previous to the Super Bowl, he cannot perform live. He can um, do some media, but he does it through the NFL. That's how it works. I mean, there, it's a business deal. It's a transaction that happens there, and he can't do it. So I don't even think he could have, if he wanted to, the Grammys. But it seems like the weekend is basically putting out there, throwing out there to the world that he was supposed to perform, backed out, and now all of a sudden he got zero nominations. When you look at the year that the weekend has had, it is actually pretty mind blowing that he's not up for one award that he's like of all the categories he was by the way up for apparently over 10 categories and he did not get one nomination you know when we start to wrap up the uh 2020s when we get to the end of the decade the weekend is going to be in the conversation for artist of the decade and song of the decade mm -hmm. and the song will be blinding lights because it was an absolute monster across so many different types of, of music genres. It was huge. For them to not even acknowledge him with a nomination is pretty well bullshit. And even Drake's coming out now saying, yeah, I mean, the Grammys have been – it's like they're fighting to make themselves irrelevant. Yeah. It, like at what point do people say – Nobody cares about a Grammy because they don't honor the best. Well, this is not the first time Drake's even come out of, you know, and attacked the Grammys. Not the first time at all. He's had songs about it before. Um, how he pretty much calls the show. He called the show basically corrupt and irrelevant without using the exact words that The Weeknd used previously. And he's not the only artist. There are so many artists. Uh, Jay-Z was one of them that was very strongly against this kind of thing. Did not like the way that the Grammys... Uh, nominated artists or the lack thereof and Beyonce stepped up in his defense too. What makes me curious too and I'm keeping my eye on it is what's Beyonce going to do about this because she's talked shit in the past but now all of a sudden she's up for the most, the most awards I believe it's nine, the most awards this year. So are you willing to say something now that you're nominated or are you okay with it because you're nominated? It's uh, it's something to watch for. I don't disagree with them by the way. So I've worked for an award show in the past, and it's a diff different award show, of course, but I understand the, in the, the inner workings. And if you think for a second they don't base what happens on camera on who shows up and who gives what to who, you're sorely mistaken. It, well, there's a lot of that internally, a ton of it internally. So I don't blame him for using words like corrupt. I just wish that it wasn't always when it wasn't someone in someone's favor that they throw this out there. I'd love to see a Beyonce this year say, yeah, fuck you guys. You know, you guys ignored me for this album and that album and that album. You didn't give me credit for this, that or that. You didn't award me with this. You know, forget your nominations. But I don't know if that's going to happen. It's kind of hypocritical to me when stuff like this happens. So we'll see. One of the things that I think is... Um unfair about this whole process and and the weekend has every right to think whatever he wants to think and yeah i mean i think we've all suspected for a long time that a lot of these award shows are really not honoring the best they're making a tv production out of it because it raises a lot of money for their academy uh i don't want to call out too many people here but let's use for example the much music awards every year i always found it very suspect that the artists who announce they'll show up and perform are the ones who got nominated mm -hmm. and won the awards. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in those international categories.
some of those winners have been pretty obscure, but hey, they showed up and performed. So, boom. Is that why they got a trophy or did they deserve it? It's really hard to say. But what I don't think is fair is the criticism that artists like uh, Dua Lipa are getting. Dua Lipa has had one hell of a year and she probably deserves to win a lot of Grammy Awards this year because she's put out some fantastic music. But now, because people want to side with The Weeknd and Bieber and go back to the original argument that Jay-Z had and Beyonce, there's pressure on her to say, I I want to withdraw from consideration. I don't think Dua Lipa needs to do that. I think she's uh, sitting just fine, and I don't think anybody would argue that she at least deserves the nominations. Yeah. I don't think we should be pressuring a new artist no. to pull out of the Grammys just because no. The weekend isn't happy. No. I just want to point out the hypocritical ones, the ones who have talked shit in the past, but now if they're nominated, where are you at? Where are you at with those thoughts? Is it just because you're nominated this year you won't say anything? Uh, it is curious. And also, let's not forget the connection between The weekend and Jay-Z. Jay-Z basically firsthand selected The weekend to, to perform at the Super Bowl. Jay-Z's talked shit about the Grammys in the past. And now all of a sudden, his wifey is up for the most Grammys. So I want to hear from Jay-Z and Beyonce. I'm front row seat with my popcorn waiting for to see what they have something to say. And if they don't, actually, I'll probably be disappointed. Oh, wait. Since we're all doing conspiracy theories now anyway, here's my conspiracy theory. Jay-Z picked the weekend to play the Super Bowl because then he knew he'd have to pull out of the Grammys. And then he knew his wife would step up and become the leader and the star of the show. This was all for his wife. It's a conspiracy theory. Don't do that. Call the fucking post-millennial. Get Rebel News on this. I'm calling it out. It's a conspiracy theory by Jay-Z against the Recording Academy of Arts and Sciences. Or and and to add to that, he knew all that was happening, but he didn't necessarily want Beyonce to get the nominations. He wants Beyonce to turn down the award because that would make the most news in the history of the Grammys. If Beyonce turned around and said, shove your noms up your ass, that would make world news. World news. Yes. You're absolutely right. And it would do great things for their businesses, for a title, which is, I don't even know how the fuck that's doing, but for all of their businesses that they're associated with, for Ivy Park, it puts a spotlight on them more so than if they dropped an album together, if you think about it. Damn, Did we're you? good at these theories, man. <laughs> we're just making shit up. We're and it's totally not true making, at all. Yeah, but go please, ahead. Prove us wrong. Let's just go ahead and throw out. We have no fucking idea what we're talking about, but what a good theory that is. Did you get this email here from the city? They want us to film a COVID video. I di- I did get this email from the city. Um, so let's read this. Out. Let's let. Oh, are we allowed to? Who cares? We're fine. We're fine to talk about it. We all know COVID nineteen is a thing here in the region where we work. Our, our FM morning show is on ninety one five The Beat in Kitchener. We are currently in the red zone. For those that don't know, so right now it's not looking great. Our numbers are not pretty, and we were. Um, reached out to by uh, the city of Kitchener to do a video, record a video um, about people needing to be kind and patient, basically, and do all the right things. And, oh, it's us and my, and the first. And our competitor. <laughs> the, it's, it's us and a competitor. He also happens to be the first person to ever put me on live radio before. He's so I have a soft spot in my heart for Mike Farwell. But uh, you, myself, and Mike are apparently going to be appearing in these soon. Oh, well, that's good. I'm going to have to do my fucking hair. Oh, shit. I don't even know if I have any product oh, to video. do my hair. I haven't done my hair in ages. Oh, my gosh. I just realized. Yeah, it, this is a video. I got to find. Where's my makeup? Where did <laughs> I put that? It's in, it's in one of my bathroom drawers somewhere. Where did I put it? 
<laughs> Seriously, these are all considerations. Like, shit, people are going to see this. I got to put in a little fucking effort. Is it just my face or am I going to have to wear a bra? Like, I need to know. <laughs> is it awkward if I reply and ask, like, okay, but how do, how do, how, how do my boobs have to look? Like, good, medium. <laughs> <laughs> and where are all the bras? Where'd they go? Where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. I still go into work, but I have definitely haven't done anything like this in a while. So there you go. Okay. Um, we will share that with you guys when we, when we make it happen. Okay. Very good. Uh, let's talk about Doug for a second. Yesterday, he was asked about the Adamson barbecue fiasco. And here is what he had to say. I, I get it. People are getting edgy out there, and people want to open up their businesses. Well, I, I was nice to the guy yesterday, but buddy, let me tell you something. You need to shut down. You're putting people's lives in jeopardy. You know, I, I, was, I, I always try to be nice the first time, but this guy is just totally ignoring public health officials. You know, that's how this, this spreads. That's how we get out of hand, like the U.S. states that are out of control right now, people are dying because of COVID-19. And he just wants to say, forget it and have everyone down there. It's absolutely irresponsible and ridiculous. Yeah, Doug's pissed. I like angry Doug. I always have. It's great. <laughs> um, this morning, by the way, the update on Adamson Barbecue is that the cops showed up under the cover of night. They were there before 6 a.m. and changed the locks on the business. <laughs> So when Adam Skelly got there, the, the owner of the restaurant, he's like, the fuck? That's my restaurant. Technically, it's not his restaurant right now. It doesn't have a business license. It's been shut down by public health order. So I kind of see where the cops are coming from here. It was probably the path of least resistance, but uh, the owner just didn't seem to know what to do. He drives a snowplow. I'm not making that up. I know it sounds like an Ontario version of Tiger King, but he, he drives a snowplow. It's his pickup truck with a plow on it, which kind of made me nervous. I'm not going to lie. Some of the some of the points where he was kind of backing up and, and forward and back and forward around the police cruisers. I'm like, which way is this going to go? Yeah. Is he like taking people out? Because I know he hates the mainstream media. Is he going to go after them or like, fuck, there's Cam Woolley right there. Look out, Cam. Shit. <laughs> Cam Duck. <laughs> So far, everything has remained peaceful, but I do know that there's a protest today at Queen's Park. People calling for the lockdowns to be ended. I assume they'll probably end up back at the barbecue joint trying to get some brisket going. Uh, the whole thing's a fucking fiasco, really, if you think about it. Yeah. You've got yeah. the premier of the province and the mayor of the biggest city in the country commenting on one guy that they can't seem to solve. Well, I think that, I mean, there's there's ways to do it, but they're probably trying to be as careful as possible. Um, changing the locks before he could get in was was a, a stance, right? It was a, hey, we're not, we're not going to put up with this bullshit today. We let you have your day of sales. We let you get away with it. Nobody was issued a fine, although he was issued a summons. But... I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, currently, as we do this podcast, he's still he's still hanging around the place. He's still there. Um, I don't know what's going to happen from here. It's just crazy. He's he's still planning to open. I should say at last check, I should update that he's still Adam Skelly says he's still planning to open today, despite his locks being changed by the city. Um, he says that the police have told him he will be charged with obstruction if he does. Yeah, he was asking earlier this morning, and I don't know if this offer is still out there, for a locksmith to come down. 
Like, dude, the cops just showed up and changed your locks. You want to bring a locksmith in to change the locks back right in front of the cops. Or is he going to wait until they leave and then do this and then have to go lights and sirens back there? I don't know. I'm just wondering, is he is he trying to get arrested? Is that what his hope is? Maybe. Like, I don't know what his actual hope is. I understand he's trying to prove a point. We, we established that, that he's trying to prove a point. Um, but what else does he want from here? You know, do they does he expect them to pull the... Uh, g- gray area from from the region just because he's doing this i'm not sure what he wants or expects or is hoping for like it's a serious legitimate i have no idea Uh, but i know that when it comes to this media thing i'm just going to mention one more time about his comments about the media he was yelling at them this morning specifically cp24 he seems to really hate them and cbc but he was yelling at them this morning those who did show up on near his property and said get off my property called them all kinds of names whatever that kind of thing But you can't, and why are you here? Get out of here. No, you can't have it both ways, Adam, is all I'll tell you. You want to open your business and tell everyone, come to my business, guys. I'm defying the rules. I'm defying the laws. Let's go do this together. You can't have it both ways where it means no media is going to be present and be on this story. Of course they are. You want the media attention. You want people to know your business. Congratulations, you got it. But it comes with a price tag. And that is going to be media up your butt. And that's part of the deal, whether or not he realizes it or not. Some of the media is pretty aggressive in going after him. And and I get that media doesn't like being called fake news. I mean, that's your job. You're just doing your job. No, there's not some big fucking media consortium where we all have meetings and discuss how we're going to overthrow the world. I mean, that's ridiculous. But nonetheless, if if you're just a regular reporter, that's your gig. You're, You're doing your job. And for some people, it's a vocation. They take it very, very seriously. So they hate being called fake news. But having said that, you can't lose your journalistic integrity. You've still got to report the news fairly and accurately. And I kind of feel like some of these reporters are being a, a little antagonistic. They're really trying to goad him. And it's happening now on both sides. And I really wish people would just take a step back and ask themselves, what the fuck? Like, if, if he's going to open, he probably could have done himself a world of good by opening, but opening in a safe way. Okay, restaurants have to be closed, no indoor dining. Nearest I can tell, he's only got like one or two tables anyway. So at the absolute least, distance people and make them wear a mask. But this turned into like an anti-mask rally. Oh, it did. Yeah. It it was just – it didn't even look safe. So, I mean, that's where he got into the most concern. He probably could have done himself a lot of favors by opening – In a safe way. And then when he goes in front of a judge, all he has to do is say to the judge, listen, I'm doing exactly what public health said I should be doing. The lockdown is unfair. It's unnecessarily punitive. This is what public health said two weeks ago was safe. So what's the problem? He'd probably have a point. But by letting it get completely out of control, uh, now he's closed. Business license ripped right off the wall. Big red stop sign put on his window. It it could have gone down very, very differently had he just gone a slightly different path. Uh, The Auditor General released a report yesterday. We talked about that briefly in the podcast. And the premier is fucking mad. Like, he's pissed. And you know what? We don't even need to talk about it. Here's Doug talking about the Auditor General's report. So all I'm asking for the Auditor General, after 21 pages, I'm going to repeat this, 21 pages of inaccuracies throughout this report, for ever since day one, since I've been Premier, you've never, ever heard me criticize the Auditor General. Never. 
If there's financial issues, I'm here. I'll, I'll sit there and you know, I'll answer the questions day in, day out. But to sit in the office and throw hand grenades at, at Dr. Williams and his team and the Minister of Health is totally unacceptable. Stick with looking for value for money. Stick with the job that we hired you for. Don't start pretending you're, you're a doctor or a health professional because I can tell you, you aren't. Stick with the numbers. Stick with the number crunching. Wow. When's the last time you heard a sitting premier tell the Auditor General, stay in your lane and mind your own business? Yeah, really. <laughs> it's getting tense. Well, and I think Dougie there has had it up to here with everything that's going on in this province. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, he's get, he's at a different phase all on his own. I talk about all the phases of COVID. I think he's at his own phase right now, too. <laughs> he's not happy. No, he is not. Well, the Auditor General, let me just tell the people at home the Auditor General's role. The Auditor General is to go through the financial statements of, of all ministries and look for value for money. The Auditor General's job is not to be the Chief Medical Officer, not to be the Ombudsman, not to sit there and give us health advice, which I've always said there's a big problem with an accountant that starts giving me health advice or vice versa, or the doc's trying to give me economic advice. It doesn't work out well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Something did happen at Queen's Park yesterday, though. It is now official, the law of the land, if you will. Ontario has officially passed the bill that we will stay on standard time all the time. No more spring forward and fall back. The clocks will remain where they are. But here's the problem. It says right in the bill, Ontario will not actually enact this law unless New York State and the province of Quebec agree to do the same, which is smart. I think we've talked about that in the podcast. We can't have it being uh, five o'clock in in Ottawa, but six o'clock in Quebec. It just doesn't work that way. Six months of the year, we can't be on a different time zone than New York. And yeah, I mean, I'm partially thinking about those people that live and work down in Fort Erie or Niagara Falls. What if you cross the border to go to work? You just lost an hour by crossing a bridge. It's not a fucking black hole. We need to have some sort of a unified system of time. And it would make much more sense if everybody did it. So I get it. It makes sense. But the next step is Doug's got to call Francois Legault in, in Quebec, the premier, and he's got to call Andrew Cuomo in New York State, and he's got to convince them to go along with it. Oh, I'm curious how interested they both are in this. Well, I mean, in New York, they've got a bit of a problem. It never really went away, but they're dealing pretty hardcore with COVID-19. Their schools are closed. Indoor dining is shut down in a lot of areas. they got a big COVID problem. So I don't know if Andrew's going to want to talk too much about the clocks, but the only solution that I see is a good old-fashioned clock party. Doug's got to say, guys, come on over. Come to Queen's Park. 
or or you know what? We'll we'll make a day of it. We'll go to New York. We'll we'll fly into JFK or LaGuardia, and we're just going to sit down and pull our clocks out, and we're going to talk about this like men. Big- we're going to work it out and solve a problem. Are clock parties allowed during COVID? Because I feel like a big-ass clock party sounds great right now. Yeah, I don't know if you actually can. I haven't seen an ordinance on whether or not you can pull your clock out with other people, but I I, I don't see a problem oh, with it man. as long as you maintain physical distancing or wear a mask. You know, when this or, or let's say this passes and, and, and COVID's gone, I would love to have a big clock party. Like, let's rock out with our clocks out. Just go fucking wild. I want to see, you know what? And it doesn't matter. You could bring a small clock, big clock. doesn't matter what kind of clock you're rocking. I want it there. Like, do you just want to look at it or do you actually want to like, like. uh, I think we should all appreciate uh, each other's clocks because they're all staying the same now. It's lovely. We're all going to, our clocks are all going to be in unison. Just swinging together, you know? Well, it, it it would be nice if all the clocks were the same. However, I think the the real the more realistic path is that they are not going to agree, and it's going to turn into a clock fight. Oh, you can't have clock fights. I always the the clock life matters. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see it happen, like them just swinging their clocks at each other. But, I mean, these are very important and distinguished leaders that have a, a, an agenda, and they all want to represent their area. And, and if they have to throw their clock down on the table, they're going to do it. Would to, you be willing to ref the clock fight? Ooh, oh, boy. Tough choice, right? Do I want to moderate a clock? You got to be careful because if you're in there and you're physically tearing them apart from each other, you could get a clock to the face, clock to the eye. Trust me, it's not fun. No, no, it doesn't sound fun. Um, Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know that I necessarily would, but let's be honest. I'm not on the same level as them. I have to assume that Cuomo and Ford and Legault have got much bigger clocks than I do. So if I walk in there... With just my little one, it doesn't look good. Probably bad for international relations, too. It kind of defeats the purpose. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, finally, uh, I wanted (laughs) Fuck. Looking like an asshole with your small clock. (laughs) Get a load of this fucking guy and that little (laughs) clock he's got over there. Get your magnifying glass. (laughs) Look at that clock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Anything uh, else? Just remember, your clock should always have two hands on it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Big hand and the little hand. Okay, two things, because we did say in this podcast we'd explain the significance of National Cake Day. We'll do that in just a sec, but today's a big fucking day. First off, I do want to do a shout-out to uh, our friend and mechanic, Paul, at Superior Automotive. He's the best. You want to talk about busy right now? Anybody who installs snow tires is fucking busy right now. He's doing like 30, 40 cars a day at his shop on Jutland in Etobicoke. It's a, uh, where is that? Kipling and Queensway basically is the biggest intersection. Jutland Avenue. I think it's 32 Jutland. Yes, I believe it is 32. Yeah. Superior's great. And the reason I like them a lot is because they'll only do the work that needs to be done. But I met Paul, the the main guy there. It's Paul and Rick, the Partners in a great business. Um, I met Paul many years ago, and I had to phone him last week because I had such a stupid problem. My car was totally fine. There was nothing wrong with it or any reason to think there was something wrong with it, but it would not start. So I phoned him, and he actually did a house call. 
He came over to my place on Sunday morning to fix my car. When does that what? ever happen? When do you ever get a, a mechanic that's willing to come to your house and fix it? What a sweetheart that man is. So do you know what the problem was? What? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Dude, and I, I guarantee you he told you you're an idiot. <laughs> well, he always says it in such a nice way. It's like, oh, it's okay, bro. That could have happened to anybody. Meanwhile, he's like huffing under his breath. Like I had to drive half an hour to fix this. Fuck, man. So basically what happened was this is an old, old, old Honda Civic. I still have it because when my daughter comes back from school, she drives it when she's in town. Okay. I don't need it, but it's handy to have an extra car. So anyway, it sat in the garage just a little too long. Battery was dead, and there may have been something else going on in there. It was the battery. So when I was just talking to him on the phone, he recommended that I give it a boost. So I did that. The problem was, is typical me, I was distracted on my phone, talking to him, not paying attention, and I reversed the black and the red on the battery. Uh. Well, that blew the fuse. And that's what he suspected, but the problem was, at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, there was nowhere to go and buy the master fuse for a Honda Civic. So he is – want to talk about fucking brilliant. He's like, any uh, old Christmas lights around or anything like that? Sure enough, I had a strand that I did not hang up this year because there's a couple bulbs Did out. you MacGyver your car to work? He did. What? He did it. He cut up a strand of Christmas lights, pulled out the wire, and made this little teeny tiny bridge to jump from one side of the fuse to the other side. Boosted it again, and it started right away. Wow. Just like that. Thank you, Paul. If you're looking for a good mechanic, call Paul at Superior Automotive on Jutland and Etobicoke. Don't get confused, though, because there's Superior Automotive, there's Superior Auto, there's Superior Tire, Superior Tire and Automotive. (laughs) 32 Jutland and Etobicoke. Finally, it's National Cake Day today. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, there's a lot of things that that I have listeners messaging me about through the years. Like, from the beginning, it's a constant subject that gets... Uh, into my inbox somehow, whether it's, hey, I was doing this the other day and I thought of you guys because that time you talked about this or this happened. Cakes, always, always. Anytime someone sees something, they share it. If you mention a cake on the radio, we'll get tweets about it. We'll get Instagram DMs because you fucking love cake sitting. You're such a shit disturber. I don't love cake sitting. Listen, I'm going to tell the story this time because you've done it in the past. Here's the hot deal, everybody. (laughs) Here's the hot deal. It was a segment on our show years ago. We were talking about weird fetishes that don't come up very often, but people have them. One of those fetishes was warm. Was it warm or wet? Wet? Wet and messy. There are people who, believe it or not, actually find it a turn on to sit in something squishy like a cake. So there are girls that actually get some sexual satisfaction out of not just plopping their ass down in a cake, but like smushing it around. Icing, the actual they, cake, everything. They basically they basically fuck the cake. Like a dry hump. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing in the cake that there, can It's fuck not them, dry. But- there's nothing dry about the, the cake setting. No, it's a very messy thing. Now, I did happen to know what cake sitting was so when cat was like oh cake sitting what's that you plain miss fucking innocent you probably knew exactly i have what that was. i legit had never heard of it until that day that's the honest to goodness truth so i did what any reasonable person would do some people fire up wikipedia i fired up pornhub i'm like hey look at this here's cake sitting this is what it looks like now apparently i'm too efficient at, at looking shit up because cat instantly said wow you had that quick obviously you're into it 
So now everywhere I go, and this was a big problem during the summer of Scott. Let me tell you that. (laughs) There are these people. The summer of Scott was the summer after I got divorced. It was great uh, and ridiculous at the same time. In any case, there are people out there now who think that I'm some sick fuck who, if they go out with me, I'm going to make them take off their pants and sit in a cake. The reality is I would never force you to do it. But if you want to do it. But if you want to do it, I mean, uh-huh. hell. You know, I could clean up. My place is uh, usually very clean. I could clean up a cake if, if one happened to get smushed on the floor. <laughs> We're not doing that on the fucking carpet, though. Uh-huh. No. Maybe on the kitchen tile floor. You Maybe a, on the hardwood. You could we put a could tarp down. You could put a nice little. Is that is that sexy enough? If there's a little tarp down there. Boy, you know you're gonna have a fucking night if you have to put a tarp <laughs> down because you got a date. You're either gonna fucking kill someone or do cake sitting. You're not sure which one. <laughs> not sure which way it's gonna go. You're either gonna dexter the shit out of someone or you're gonna make someone sit in a DQ cake. <laughs> no ice cream cake. <laughs> nice and cold. It's too hard and it's too cold. <laughs> See? Imagine fucking ice cream in your vag. That wouldn't be no, very nice. Like would none it? of it should be in the vat. Like just p- PSA here. I'm not a doctor. I would probably speak to your doctor regarding it before you go ahead and sit your holes right square on some uh, fucking, especially some no name icing. I imagine if you're into cake sitting, because you probably don't eat the cake after, you probably get the cheapy cakes, right? You get like the sheet cakes from Walmart. I don't not know. Who Walmart. Made those. I mean, have a little fucking respect. No, it's I'm not telling Walmart. You, I mean, you, you go to at least Longos or something. You got to invest <laughs> a little bit into a good time. What's the difference between the key, the, the sheet cakes at Walmart or the or them or any other grocery store? Actually, not, well, some no, of them are made with a little more care and precision and higher quality ingredients. Fucking vag in it. Who cares? Cat. If I'm gonna eat the cake afterwards, well, and no, I'm not the, gonna sit and eat I didn't the whole know you cake, ate. But I didn't know you ate the cake afterwards. Thank you for making that clear. You will definitely take at least a couple of bites of the cake. Why wouldn't you? It's it's fucking hot. When else do you get a cake served on an ass? Oh, so you take a lick right straight off the ass? There's a lot of different ways you could do sure. it. I mean, watch one of those videos I've texted you many times. <laughs> I keep that telling you, keep you fuck I off. keep telling you to stop texting me those. <laughs> It's getting weird. <laughs> you need to stop drinking so much and fuck off. <laughs> I remember the one time I asked you if cupcakes were, could be used. You're like, what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> no, you can't do cupcakes. <laughs> that takes us back to the small clock conversation. <laughs> it's a little too small. <laughs> it's just She'll sit up and it'll just be stuck right there. <laughs> Just the cupcake bottom fucking swinging around. (laughs) Uh, Let me give you guys a nickel's worth of free advice. You're going to want to use a cream-based icing as opposed to like a fondant because then it's just going to stick to her ass and it's going to look stupid. (laughs) No, and then I'll just think about Buddy Velastro. That's just unsexy. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. It's amazing anyone still wants to go out with me. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. And I'm going to call still... my girlfriend and tell her, you know, you're a saint. You're a very patient Honest woman. Honest to good goodness. For you. I cannot wait to just be like, girl, yeah? You sure? You good? Did you hear what he said about the cake sitting? <laughs> Give me three blinks if you're not okay. She probably listens to this podcast and thinks, oh, fuck. I hope nobody I work with is listening to this. <laughs> if they do, they know what to bring her on her birthday. <laughs> And on that, we'll say thank y'alls, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving, America. Tomorrow, it's a big Black Friday special. Half off the podcast tomorrow.
<laughs> Just for you. Just for you. 